When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey there. It's your friend Toby. I can't tell you my last name because this is a program about recovery and I participate in the 12-step program. We just don't use our last names because once you once you out yourself and you really pin a personality and a message, you sometimes you diminish it. But our message today is a message about recovery. And this is our show called In This Moment. And I am your host, Toby C. And we're and we're really trying to deliver a calming message in a world of overstimulation, just in a world of uh, of just just insanity, just this manic, fast-paced culture that we live in, this culture of consumption, this culture of fear-driven, selfish, self-centered, self-service. Our message in our program for the next hour. Our show is going to be about calming the spirit in order to recover from suffering. Our program is about suffering and recovering from suffering. And we're going to be talking about the 12-step program today. And I don't want you to get have any predisposed uh, bias or prejudice against the 12-step program. I'd really like you to try to keep an open mind for this show about what we're going to be talking about in the 12-step program of recovery. The 12-step program of recovery is for, is for all. Yes, it originated with alcoholics and their publication, Alcoholics Anonymous, which came out in 1939. But the publication and its sister publication, The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, that came out about 15 years later, commonly referred to as The 12 and 12. These two publications are chock full of timeless and universal wisdom that can be helpful to all. So we're not trying to buttonhole anybody or anything in this program. We're trying to carry a comforting, calming message to anybody who's suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You know, maybe that's you. Maybe it's someone you love. Maybe it's somebody you work with or you're really concerned about that you care for, a family member. Suffering, for so many of us, the solution for suffering has always been um, one of two solutions. Either self-reliance to do something about our suffering or putting the bite on somebody else to relieve our suffering. And when we calm down and we come into the 12-step program, the nice part of that, the 12-step program, is it allows us to calm down and discover, or for many of us, rediscover a God of our understanding, a higher power, a power greater than ourselves. And the beautiful part about the 12-step program is, is it allows us to be open-minded to all forms of spiritual concepts and to not be prejudiced against anybody's higher power or the power that they, that they currently uh, believe to be the God of their understanding. The 12-step program 
has three parts to it. The three parts to the 12-step program are trusting God, cleaning house, and helping others. And those three simple tenets of, of, of recovery, trusting God, cleaning house, and helping others, that's something that, that implements what's commonly referred to as a psychic change. See, the 12-step program, and I don't want you to think, when you, when you hear psychic, I don't want you to think of a crystal ball or tarot cards, but I want you to think of real deep spirituality. I want you to think of a God of your understanding. And that's the solution, see? Many of us who, who have experienced total failure from, from self-reliance and complete disappointment on reliance of others finally come to believe, and one of my favorite quotes is on page 44 in the big book, it says that you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. How about that? So maybe there's a third alternative to ending our suffering. Maybe it's not me and maybe it's not you. You know, maybe there's a third party involved in this deal. It is. There is a third party involved in this deal. There's always a third party involved in the deal of life, and it's called God. And by the way, you're not it. Surprise. You know, maybe, you're, maybe your problem, like my problem, was that, you know, I believe that the whole world revolved around me. I was a survivalist. Don't you know? Hashtag me first movement. I get it, but you know... This self-reliance and this reliance on others had me slip into a place called no man's land. Oh, yeah. You know, and today our subject is going to be on step 10 of the 12-step program. And as soon as this telephone stops ringing in the background, we'll get on to step 10. But I'll tell you, here's the deal. Step 10 is what happens when we've completed steps one through nine. And I'm here to tell you that every single step in the 12-step program is a ratcheting down of the spirit and is a calming of the spirit. And by the time the sufferer gets to step 10, We've trusted God and we've cleaned house. And now comes the real test. Are we really sober? And do we have an unshakable foundation? And can we withstand any emotional movie traps that life has in store for us today? And they happen quick and they happen very unexpected. And you can go from a great day to a lousy day in the span of about 20 seconds. Trust me, I've experienced it recently but here's the deal you know our show this is going to be helpful to you or your sufferer if you really calm down and you open up your mind and you listen I'm not here to lecture you I want you to imagine it's just you and me and we're in a private room and we're just taking turns reading a book and we're pausing and we're sharing 
and we're discussing spirituality and spiritual principles and we're talking about God. You know, that's where this whole thing starts is just by opening up the mind and calming down. The best way to calm down if you're really, really suffering, because once again, you're practicing self-preservation and you've isolated from the world. If you want to calm down, come out of isolation and find a kinship of common suffering. And once you find that kinship of common suffering, you can get online, go on the internet, look for people who are suffering from the same problems you are and find a meeting find a group recovery meeting. It's called a kinship of common suffering. And that's where recovery is going to start for you again. Get back into the home group meeting. Make a commitment to hit it every single day. And then you will start to experience this calm. And what happens in this, in this experience of calm and in this kinship of common suffering, this group of like-minded sufferers is you're going to find somebody that you trust and you're going to put your hand in the hand of the man or the woman and you're going to go find a quiet place to practice these spiritual principles called the 12 steps and you're going to clean house. You're going to trust God and you're going to clean house. And I swear when you clean house, you're going to get all the answers to why. And it's going to be a calming experience. It's going to be a very calming experience for you. The first things that we can do in recovery, remember, are come out of isolation and get to a kinship of common suffering and know that you don't ever have to be alone again. And don't ever forget that the best way to calm yourself down is to find a place where there is somebody who's suffering and to put your arm around them and console them and tell them, it's going to get better. This too shall pass. You know, and when we calm somebody else down, we receive the gift from that third party I was talking about earlier. We receive the gift of God's grace. We receive peace and serenity and contentment and gratitude. They're gifts from trusting God and cleaning house. That's how it all starts here. You know, when I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. I don't care what your problem is, if it's the needle in the spoon, if it's the bottle of alcohol, if it's compulsive shopping, gambling, sex, food, I don't care what it is. You can overcome this deal. You can overcome this deal by helping others overcome it. It's called practicing unity. And it's one of the first traditions, man. This whole thing starts on you somehow trying to become a part of. When you join a group and you try to become a part of, you're going to acquire something called a God consciousness. And this God consciousness 
will keep you safe and protected so long as you cooperate. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the struggles in doing the 12 steps, especially the, you know, the 10th step. You know, it's a daily, daily deal. But we can, we can overcome it. The 12-step journey is a beautiful, beautiful journey for so many of us. And we're going to be talking about some of the pitfalls and challenges when we return on In This Moment, a program of recovery. And I'm your host, Toby C. In This Moment with Toby C. continues now. All right. Let me tell you what the biggest problem is in the 12-step program of recovery is there's some energy, some power out there, some demon that doesn't want you to get better. It's the same demon or negative energy that doesn't want Toby to stay better. See, I'm doing this program right here because uh, I did the 12 steps and when I finally got to the 12 step, I had a spiritual awakening as a result of doing these steps. And as a result of this spiritual awakening, my duty is to carry a message to the, the sufferer. So I'm doing my deal to stay calm, but let's talk about the challenges and the pitfalls of people who are cleaning house and, and really struggling with this deal. Step 10 is kind of the acid test. It's, it's the test that we're really on the beam of sobriety, that we've really calmed down, okay? And the big question is, have we really done the deal for the first nine steps in order to really be delivered safely to the other side? We will see that our new attitude has been given us without any effort on our part. It just comes. That's the miracle of it. See, so this attitude toward whatever we're suffering from is going to become, it's going to be a gift of God and you got to earn it. Remember I talked about you've got to acquire this God consciousness and you got to acquire this God consciousness by trusting God, calming down and cleaning house. Okay. One of the, the first step is to admit that we're powerless, that we've really gotten the tar knocked out of us. And I'm telling you, that first step, every single step is a ratcheting down of the spirit and continuing to calm the spirit. And the first step, just to this admission that we're powerless, is indeed, you know, a calming experience. You know, the second step, which is we agnostics, chapter four in the spiritual experience in the big book, is to make sure that we understand that self-reliance and reliance on others has failed us. Remember, I, I mentioned earlier that there's a third party in the deal that many of us are oblivious and blind to, but he's always there waiting to help us out. You just got to find him. Only God could and would if he were sought. You got to find him. So many of us in step two finally calm down and we agree, hey, you know, maybe... Maybe I'm ready to, 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 to stop running the show here and, and, um, and find some peace. It's a very calming experience just to kind of let go of the deal. You know, and then step three, you know, is we get ready to embark on this, on this painful journey. And then step four happens. And I'm telling you, step four is where the house cleaning happens. And um, 
I'd like to suggest that if you sponsor people or if you're looking for a sponsor, you do your four-step with your sponsor one-on-one. This whole idea about doing homework and having your sponsor grade it and check your accuracy, forget about it. I mean, it's supposed to be a deep and thorough house cleaning. And it's the first time many of us are going to be doing an accurate self-survey and we can't do it alone. The big book in the 12 and 12 tells us so. We've got to find a trusted, calm, objective, sober person who will listen to us tell them our entire life story. And for many of us, you know, it's the first time that we've been completely truthful and honest with every aspect that we're willing to disclose to another person. And just this admission of, of, of the horrors of our, of our painful life and all the drama is a tremendous, tremendous relief. But it's got to be deep and thorough. And I swear, if you're deep and thorough, you're going to make a profound discovery a profound discovery of the exact nature of your wrongs and what's keeping you from being at peace with yourself and with others. See? They're called the exact nature of your wrongs or your character defects. And step six and seven, man, now that you've really calmed down, your imagination is on fire. Your mind is open. Your heart is open. You've swept out your spirit, man. Your house is clean. And now we're going to, in step six and seven, allow God to really enter us and take control of what's going on here and take the worst of our character defects and the worst of our attributes that we overuse and align them with his will. And when our defects and our attributes are aligned with God's will, we get along better with people. And we get along better with ourselves. And finally, in step eight and nine, man, we finally have one more ceremony yet. And that's the ceremony to go out and to heal the damage that our behavior has inflicted on other people. And the purpose of the step nine ceremony is to sear this behavior, the memory of this terrible behavior in our minds forever so that we may never move in that direction and act out with that behavior again. Because I'm telling you, once you have finally swept your house clean and have gotten to the other side, the name of the game is to stay away from shame, baby. And that's the deal. And once you've done it all, this is what happens. Page 84. We have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol or drugs. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor or drugs or anything else. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically we will see that our new attitude toward our problem has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We haven't even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. 
We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. So that's the test, my friend. You know, that's the real test. You know, alcohol is cunning, baffling, and powerful. Baffling, clear, simple. Cunning. It's like an ambush predator just waiting for us. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the victories of staying in step 10 and staying sober and staying grounded and staying at peace with ourselves and our fellow man. When we return here on In This Moment, and I'm your host, Toby C. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. Well, it's no secret we're talking about the 12-step program today. As a matter of fact, our show references the two books that the 12-step program is centered around, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the publication of 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, its sister publication. Here's what happens in the 12-step program. I'll just call it what it is. An exorcism takes place in the 12-step program. How about that? The exorcism works best for people who have had the absolute tar kicked out of them and they've been given the gift of desperation and they're ready to pay attention and to focus on recovery. And what happens, one of the first fruits of recovery is when we calm down and open the mind is the heart starts to soften up and the heart starts to open up. And when the heart starts to open up, figuratively speaking, the grace of God can enter us to expel our destructive obsessions. See? Only when we have been humbled by the terrific beating administered by our addictions and our, our maladies, only when we are humbled by that terrific beating can the grace of God enter us and expel this obsession. These are quotes right out of the, out of the 12 and 12. Page 57 and page 64. How about page 32 out of the 12 and 12? The fact was we really hadn't cleaned house so that the grace of God could enter us and expel the obsession. Yeah, the big book and the 12 and 12, they talk about all kinds of things. They talk about expelling the obsession. They talk about the desire to drink and kill ourselves being lifted right out of us. It talks us being possessed. It talks us of us casting out. It talks about driving out of us, removing from us. I don't know about you, but it sounds to me like um, an exorcism. Let's just imagine that it is an exorcism. What are they excising? They're excising the demon of fear and the demon of uncertainty and the demon of hopelessness. You know, and that's what happens when we clean house. And the idea of when we get to step 10, see, step 10 is the beginning of the maintenance steps. Step 
10, 11, and 12 are when we've been safely delivered out of no man's land to the other side where we feel like we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. That's where step 10 is. That's called living the program. It's called being acutely aware of all of our character defects that put us into conflict with our fellow man and woman. And don't forget, if you continue to be in conflict with your fellow man or woman, you can't help but eventually and ultimately be in conflict with yourself and your own peace of mind. So the real test is to see if we're sober one day at a time. Once we've cleaned house and we've allowed God to to enter us and to fill our spirit with good things, with a good message and good peace and God's grace. And the idea is to maintain that. See, you'll hit the reset button. All of your past horrors now are going to be drop, dropping away now because you've cleaned house and you've safely been placed in the bosom of Abraham, safe and protected. See, God will always forgive us our derelictions, always. But in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation. If you want to stay healthy in mind, body, and spirit, if you want to feel one day at a time that you're safe and protected, you got to do the work. See, whether or not you you know it, you entered into agreement. You entered into another agreement with God this time around, just like you did countless times before. God, if you get me out of this one, I swear I'll never do it again. Remember those agreements? Well, this one was different, my friend. This one was different. The 12-step agreement was different because you put your hand in the hand of the man, and the man, through another human helped you answer all the questions to why, helped deliver you from the insanity of your, of your identity. And that's the deal. You made a deal with God to deliver you and to bring you peace and to restore you to becoming happily and usefully whole. But you got to uphold your end of the agreement now, my friend, because this time it's different. You've been given the gift of wisdom. You've been given the gift of knowing right from wrong finally. You've been given the gift of knowing God, the God of your understanding. You've been given the gift of knowing the exact nature of your defects that keep you in conflict with others and with yourself. It is a gift. It is a gift that was given unto you because you were willing to do the deal. And why were you willing? Because you had the tar kicked out of you and you were given the gift of desperation and you were finally willing to pay attention. That's why you entered into this agreement again. And this one's different, my friend. This agreement is different. You see, ignorance is bliss. And you can't, you can't claim ignorance anymore. 
you've been given the gift of wisdom. And if you dishonor your agreement with your creator, the one who delivered you out of the house of of insanity and the bondage of self, there's going to be consequences. You ask anybody who's really been given the gift of, of sobriety and serenity and God's grace and has earned it, you ask anybody who stopped paying attention to God and to others what the consequences are. The reason why people go to meetings is the meetings don't keep us safe and and protected. It's the people in the meetings that keep us safe and protected. How you nurture your relationship with other people is a direct reflection of how you nurture your relationship with your creator. It's a direct reflection. And I'm here to tell you, just because you stop drinking or using or acting out does not mean you are sober. The drunk starts long before the first drink. You know, what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, that calm. What we really have is a daily reprieve from what? From slipping back into that misery and that insanity that we so painstakingly crawled out from. And any time, my friend, you want to slip back into the mire of insanity and misery, it's waiting for you. The demon of hopelessness and fear has the, has this, has the skid already waxed and slicked up for you, man, just waiting for you slip back into ignorance for you to use words like no never and to watch the mind close and to watch your relationship with with your creator go dark and it can happen very very fast so the name of the game to staying sober the real test is going to be in your relationship with other people. That's going to be your test. If you want to know how you're getting along with yourself, and if you really want to know how you're getting along with your creator, really examine how you're getting along with your fellow man. There's your answer. I'm telling you, you're going to know all the answers to why. I think hospitals and recovery centers are for people who haven't figured out all the answers to why yet. Once you know all the answers to why, you have to honor this gift. And the way to honor it is by paying attention and working with others. And as we continue to pay attention and to work with others and to help calm others down and to console others, and to tell others that you can get better regardless of anyone, then we stay safe and protected. For Toby, it only lasts about 24 hours, and then it wears off. I got to go to my meeting every day. I, I love my home group meeting, man. That's, that's my fishing hole. I go to it every single day. And I show up consistently because people want to make sure that I'm okay. 
And I want to make sure that my people and my kinship of common suffering are okay. And what I do in my fishing hole of recovery is I practice my testimony. I share in a general way my experience, strength, and hope. I try to share based on the topic or I try to share based on whatever the leader of the meeting was sharing, being careful never to direct my share at another person, ever. And I don't talk about my drunk logs or my terrible history. My terrible drunking and drugging history is not my experience, it's my past. My experience is how I got the monkey off my back and how I'm keeping the monkey off my back one day at a time. And that experience, my friend, when it's, it's offered up in a calm and loving way to a newcomer can be extremely helpful to them. My past is not helpful to the newcomer, but my experience and how I overcame the past is. And there's the deal. You know, as we continue to nurture the newcomer, you know, frequent contact with the newcomer and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. I'm going to give you one other solution to making sure that you're on the beam one day at a time and that the st- that step 10 is working for you. And don't forget, if you ever slip into old behavior, we take care of business immediately. The name of the game is to stay away from shame. And believe me, our default is to slip into old behaviors and old shameful actions. But because we're sober and we're healthy in mind, body, and spirit, we're acutely aware now of this behavior. Make recovery fun. Have some fun in recovery. We absolutely insist upon enjoying life. You know, wear your sobriety like a loose burqa. Have some fun with this, man. You know, it's like getting a master's degree in human behavior. And I'll tell you, if you understand the way other people tick, you're going to understand the way you tick better. You know, you take a look at yourself and you can see others differently. It's a daily discipline, man. And that's where God wants us to do. He wants us to pay attention to others and to honor others and to serve others. Because when we pay attention and we honor and we serve others, it's a way of paying attention and honoring and serving the God of our understanding. Remember, he'll render you white as snow and keep you that way so long as you cooperate, you uphold your end of the agreement. How about that for some step 10 revelations? When we come back, we're going to be doing my favorite. It's called the imagination exercises to point our imagination toward recovery and success in recovery when we return on a program of recovery called In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. 
This is In This Moment with Toby C. All right. I want you to imagine that you put your hand in the hand of the man and you finally calmed down and trusted God and that you cleaned house. You really went all the way and you just, you know, it is what it is. You know, there's just nothing to be ashamed of. Just get it out there. You know, if you've done something really horrible to somebody, to another human being, um, you take that up with God. But you're going to get better this time. You know, this time it's going to work. And I'll tell you why it's going to work with you. Because you're going to learn something called interdependence. You're going to understand that independence, self-reliance, has utter, has just failed you utterly. And that codependence where we try to uh, attach our, our identity, value, and well-being on the shoulders of another, um, you're going to find out how harmful that is. And this dependence, and this dependence for just so long, we were convinced that we could live exclusively by our own strengths and intelligence for just that long was a working faith in a higher power impossible. So this whole idea of dependence on others and ourselves is just not working. Interdependence is what recovery is all about. Your home group is going to be where you're going to bond with people. You're going to meet with people consistently, as frequent as possible, and you're going to, you're going to experience a God of your understanding speaking to you through this group of people. And when you calm down and you're spiritually fit, you're going to experience God using you as an instrument to communicate and interact with this group. And you're going to find that this group needs you in order to survive. And you're going to discover that you need the group yourself in order to survive. And it's called interdependence. Because in the midst of this dependence on one another, there's God as he expresses himself through the group conscience. See, the love triangle is always there. And it's really easy to tap into the third party in the love triangle when you participate in this group. I want you to imagine that you're going to not only get better and calm down, but you're going to be a great sponsor someday. The primary function of a sponsor is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. So if you didn't get that memo, you got it now, all right? Your sponsor is not a life coach. Your sponsor is not a therapist. Your sponsor is not your bank or your guru. Your sponsor is simply there to practice these spiritual exercises called the 12 steps and to calm you down sufficiently so that they so that you may fit yourself to be of maximum service to others and to God. Isn't that simple? You know, if you never got the memo, you're getting it now. You're going to get it this time. You're going to become a wonderful sponsor. You're going to stay on the wide beam of sobriety, safe and protected, 
one day at a time. You're going to have an unshakable foundation. Nobody will be able to push your buttons ever again so long as you stay spiritually fit. As long as you keep an open mind and an open heart, nobody but nobody can hurt you again. You're going to be safe and protected because you're going to feel as though you've been placed in a position of neutrality. I want you to imagine now the circus of life. You've now stepped out of the circus of life. The big circus ring of life. You've stepped out it. You are now on the perimeter of the circus ring of life. And you're looking at this whole circus unfolding within the circus ring. And you don't have to be part of it anymore. You can stand on the fringe, on the perimeter, and just come calmly and lovingly watch it all unfold in front of you. And every now and then you're going to be able to pull a suffering man or woman out of this terrible calamity and this circus of life. And you're going to be able to bring them to the, the perimeter, the fringe, where things slow down and eventually stop. A place where we commence to outgrow fear. A, a place where the demons of uncertainty and doubt and anger are driven right out of us. And we're at peace. Can you imagine that? You know, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. See, there are two roads in life, and you've just been on the wrong road. And you're now at another fork in the road. And this time, this time, you're going to take the one less traveled. It's The 12-step program is is simple, but man, it's not easy. But you're going to get it this time, and it's going to make all the difference in the world. Because you're going to learn how really to pay attention to another person, finally, and console them and calm them down. And that's how you're going to, one day at a time, maintain your sobriety. Steps 10, 11, and 12 are about maintaining the spiritual condition so we can get a daily reprieve from self and self-will, a daily reprieve from defective relationships with others and with ourselves. God kept you alive for a reason, my friend. Countless times he could have taken you, but you're still here because God loves you and he wants you to honor him through honoring and loving and serving others. Isn't that simple? I hope you've enjoyed our program on step 10. Are you really sober? I think you are and you will be. Have a successful day. I'm your friend Toby C and this is our show in this moment. <laughs>